they brought him gifts, these magi, these wise ones, Persian mages, learned ones from the east. They came to find a king, and the one who was already king was not amused. He sent them on to Bethlehem, Herod, that fox, that sly wielder of power, plying them with smooth words even as his soldiers sharpened their swords for what was to come. They brought him gifts, these sages, these Iranian seers, these Zoroastrian seekers of God. They followed a light from heaven and they came to a humble house. And they opened their chests and brought forth treasures, rich gifts laden with hope and expectation. Gold, incense, myrrh. What have you come to give him? What do you bring with you tonight, hidden in the treasure chest of your deep and mysterious soul? What do you bring? Maybe you will bring him your gold. Gold, a gift fit for a king, the currency of the rulers of this world. Gold, gold for leadership, gold for finance, gold for power, gold for getting things done. Gold for iPhones and project management and budgeting and resumes. We all use gold or dollars or euros or Bitcoin or the softer currencies of time and energy and influence. We do work in this world, whether our sphere is the home or the workplace or the empire. The rulers of this world know about gold, how it can be used for great good or great evil, gold to build public works, gold to feed the poor, Gold to pay the soldiers to slaughter the children of Bethlehem. Jesus will grow up to say that where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. And he puts it in that order. Perhaps because our hearts tend to follow our wallets. Perhaps even more than the other way around. Where we invest our money and our time tends to become that which drives our hearts. For most of us, just about the quickest and best spiritual practice there is for getting in touch with our priorities is choosing to give away some of what God has given us. And so, how do we allocate our gold? How do we use the resources of which God has made us stewards? Will we follow the path of Herod or the path of Christ? Maybe gold is the gift your heart yearns to bring him tonight. Or maybe you come bringing incense. Incense, that sweet-smelling sap of Arabia, whose billowing smoke sanctifies temples in Jerusalem and Rome. Incense, a gift for a god. The fragrance of prayer and devotion. Maybe your heart yearns tonight to know what lies beyond this world, to taste the transcendent, to commune with the Holy One. 
These mages from the East know well what it is to seek the face of the holy. And so do so many of us who yearn for meaning in a world that we are afraid might lack it. We live in an age of crumbling institutions, certainly religious institutions, when respectability and certainties ring more and more hollow. But if religion has declined, our hunger for holiness is as fierce as ever. And we seek the sacred, be it in church or at yoga or in meditation, in music, in art, in the wilderness, in beauty, wherever it may be found. We seek it sometimes in substances or food or sex. Or sometimes we seek to stifle our urge for holiness in those things or in work, or in self-harm. But we are spiritual beings. The spark in us is drawn to the flame of the holy. We were created for awe. And so maybe tonight you have come to offer him incense. Incense to kindle the flame of worship, to cultivate a life of prayer. Maybe your heart yearns for a deeper pattern of spiritual practice in your daily and weekly round. Maybe you're called to take up in a new way your priestly vocation in the priesthood of all believers. Maybe this year will find you deepening your spiritual practice. Offer the gift of incense. We heard of both gold and incense in the words a few minutes ago that we heard from the prophet Isaiah. Two gifts that were foretold so long ago. Gold for a king, incense for a god. But to this newborn Jesus, the Magi have brought also a third gift, an unexpected gift, perhaps an unwelcome gift. Another spice of Arabia, but this one not for a temple, but for a tomb. Myrrh to embalm the dead. And the time will come when this gift, too, is needed, when the body of Jesus will lie not in swaddling clothes, but in a shroud. No prophet could quite have predicted this crucified Messiah. Gold for a king, that we can understand. Incense for a god, just what we were looking for. But this king and this god has come to do something new, to go with us into death itself. Myrrh is for one who shares our vulnerability and our pain, who mourns, who, who laments, and who knows what it is to be left all alone, to cry out to a God who does not seem to hear, my God, why have you forsaken me? Maybe tonight you bring the gift of myrrh. Maybe what you have brought with you tonight is your heart's pain and sorrow, or the sorrows of those you love, or even the sorrows of the whole world, a world still with its share of manipulative rulers, of children in danger, of wars and threats of wars. Tonight we celebrate the epiphany, which means the revelation of a great mystery. 
And part of that mystery is that this king prefers to rule, not from the throne, but from the cross. This God has made the place of outcasts into the holy of holies. And so our suffering and our pain is close to God's heart because God has chosen to come with us into the mouth of death. And God has raised Jesus from the dead. And in that raising is God's promise that our deaths, too, are not the final word, and that the powers of death will not prevail against God's love. So tonight, as you come to meet him, bring your gifts. Bring your gold, your money, your time, your labor, the best of all your efforts in this world. Bring your incense, your prayers and devotion, your thirst to know the Holy One. And bring your myrrh, your suffering, your fear, your anger, your vulnerability. Come to the prayers, come to the table, and come knowing that in a deeper sense still, there is nothing we can possibly offer because Jesus himself is all gift. And his yearning for you is already the gift that has brought you here in response. <laughs>